It's absolutely absurd that I got to wait till day four for the Red Wings first game. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Puck Puck Pass, and these are your hosts, the hockey know-it-alls, KJ and Zach Mack. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Puck Puck Pass. As always, I'm your host, KJ, joined by the always wonderful Zach Mack. How are you doing tonight, bud? Happy Friday, bud. What is this an in-season podcast episode? It is, finally, an oh in-season my. podcast episode. It this this is this is what we've all been waiting for. I, it, I think I can I can easily speak for all of us. All of us. It really feels like it's been two years since we, we recorded our free agency podcast. <laughs> We've got a lot to discuss. Uh, we are two two full nights in one day game into the season. Uh, real quick, I know the Blackhawks lost. That's all we're going to talk about today. Um, <laughs> before we get into all the fun in-season stuff, I uh, just want to remind you guys about the Belly Up Podcast Network. There are tons of great podcasts there, including The Corner Booth, The O Show, and Chairgating. Uh, we've got some really awesome podcast hosts here at Belly Up, and they do a great job uh, getting you content, getting it out on time, and they're, they have awesome guests. Uh, Chairgating, especially if you're in a NASCAR which if you're listening to a hockey podcast, odds are you're probably a NASCAR fan as well. He's got some awesome guests and behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, make sure you go to at Belly Up Pods. Or is it Belly Up? Now I, now I, I can't I, remember the – I wrote it down and can't I'm find pretty it. sure it's at Belly Up Podcast. Belly Up Podcast. That's what it is. Belly Up Podcast on Twitter. You can find uh, all – including us and all the other great podcasts here at Belly Up uh also at belly up kj at belly up zach mac and at puck puck pass pod uh on twitter for everything here let's get into it opening night uh let's start with the first game i know you didn't get a chance to watch too much of this game but the leafs uh really took it to the senators other than an early goal the leafs were in control the entire time i know you have um a little bit of a bone to pick with Austin Matthews the last couple weeks. Not sure why. I'm not sure why you hate America, but uh, anything highlights wise or stat line wise that uh, impressed you with this game. Uh, so one thing I highlighted in the little short video I threw on Twitter a couple days ago was that I was going to keep my mustache until Austin Matthews scored his first goal of the season uh, because he got so popular for his mustache for was still an unknown reason. Uh, but luckily he scored uh, so I do I appreciate him for that because honestly I was getting sick of my own mustache and as bad as I as I think Austin Matthews is mine looked much worse so um, I tip my cut to him for allowing me to shave that uh, but uh, so obviously he did score his first goal um, but like I was saying to you off the air I I, I don't want to crown him I mean those are uh, maybe you've got a different take on it but those are pretty passes I'm not I will credit Nylander and Marner on those before I'll credit Matthews yeah I mean they were great passes. Um... I mean, very bold of you to make a prediction about a guy's first goal who was scored in the first game, his first three years in the league. Uh, and he made it four years in a row uh, on opening night. He scored two goals. Yeah, they were they were set up very nice. I mean, the best goal is only as pretty as the best pass. I mean, yeah, a lot of times, especially with teams as skilled as the Leafs, the, the assist is going to be the beautiful part. It's just finishing uh, that most of those guys, Matthews and Tavares especially, uh, on the lines they play on, they just have to finish some very pretty passes. So I'll, I'll concede that, but he's still a prolific goal scorer, and this is just the beginning. Um, Brady Kachuk, I like that kid a lot. He scored the first goal of the 2019-20 NHL season, uh, and that's the only bright, spots for, bright spot for the Senators. They don't have much going on, uh, but Brady Kachuk is a lot of fun to watch. And Toronto's, I mean, they're off to a good start. I think they'll only get better. I think they're going to have a lot of growing pains. Like they're going to give up goals in the first 30 seconds because of the way that this team knows they're going to score at least three goals. Yeah. And, and that's just the attitude they're going to have going into it. Uh, And Frederick Anderson looked decent. Nothing, you know, nothing crazy from him, but 
it's a very good team, but anytime you play the Senators, you're obviously not going to get too excited. Yeah, and I, I pretty much exactly what we thought we were going to get out of the Senators. Um, side note, though, to bridge or to it's a little tangent, but you mentioned Austin Matthews has scored what four years in a row on the first day, first game of the season. Yeah, so every every year of his. I think Cam Atkinson can either tie or break that record, break the existing record, which is six in a row. It's not to start a oh, wow. career, I don't think. But he's scored in five straight um, season openers, and they are playing the Leafs tonight. So um, he could. That'll be interesting. I can't remember. I saw it on it was NHL.com or NHL, just at NHL tweeted it. Uh, but I can't remember if he was breaking it or tying it. Someone can fact check me on that. Okay, okay. Um, I'll cut you off real quick. We Let's see. We're recording this on Friday night. That game is happening tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this, the first person to listen to this and reply to Puck Puck Pass saying Atkinson scored, if he does score, if he scores tonight and you listen to this episode, go to Puck Puck Pass, tweet us, Atkinson scored, we'll give you a t-shirt. That's that simple. We're just giving shit away now. Wow. I can't believe they allow you to do that. I, listen, I don't know if they do, but, you know, I'm I, a pretty big deal around here. Hey, all right, say less. I'll keep it quiet. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, at Puck Puck Pass Pod. On Twitter, just tweet Atkinson scored if he if he did score and you get a T-shirt. First person gets a T-shirt. Um, but that'll be something to keep an eye on. Austin Matthews has nine goals on opening night. Wow. For his career. Wow. That's there's, crazy. There's got to be like only a handful of people above him. And he's so young. That's insane. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's a pretty impressive – I mean, he did score – Four in his first game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the Leafs lost, which yeah, is the most that. Leafs thing to do. <laughs> uh, so moving on, I mean, Leafs are impressive since. Oh, uh, Thomas Shabbat as well, obviously a bright spot for the Senators. Um, so Kachuk and Shabbat, good luck to you guys. Uh, so that's what we expected. Moving on, the defending Cup champions, St. Louis Blues, welcomed the two years ago Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. Uh, they raised the banner. Everything was great. They go to overtime and they lose. Uh, Alex Ovechkin starts his Rocket Richard campaign early. And uh, the Caps looked really good against a pretty good team. And, I, I mean, I I think opening night, it's very easy to say that they're going to win the Metro. I mean, they're just like, they're just better than anyone in that division. Yeah, they they came out firing. Um, I think it would they out crazy outshot. I'm trying to pull it up right now, but I yeah okay. So 34 to 22, they outshot the Blues. Um, I think Bennington ended up with a higher save percentage than Holpe, but yes, yeah, I I 100 agree with you. It's after the way they just played the defending champs, and who knows the Blues might start you know two and 14 or something. I, but yeah, I agree. I it's hard to imagine anyone beating the Caps if they could play like that all season long. Yeah, I mean the division's just not great. Um, We'll get to the Penguins later uh, in a segment, but Ovi is just—I mean, he's—he's he's ageless. He's just always scoring goals. Yeah, he—I mean, I saw a lot of tweets that said, "Can't believe Ovi only scored one tonight." That's like the expectations we're setting for for Ovechkin at this time. And Ryan O'Reilly's still had a decent night too. I mean, there are guys on the Blues that looked good, but I mean, the Capitals looked very impressive. Yeah, honestly, I could I could very much agree with that take because there was points where Ovechkin, I, I'm pretty sure they're on the power play, and you know everyone knows where Ovechkin sits on the power play, and it was it literally was like pass, you need whiff on it, or he'd hit the post, or go wide, or something like that. They'd swing it around and come right back to him, and it was like he should have like three goals in this one power play, and he continues to get open from that slot, which makes no sense. Yeah, I don't and, get going into overtime. Uh, there it. It's funny to me about the Capitals. Every time I went over, it's like, oh, well, if it's not Ovi, it's Batram. Uh, obviously, no Kuznetsov. He's serving his suspension. But this Jacob Verona kid, I said it a lot last year. I tweeted it a few times. He's a very good player for this team when they need him. And he doesn't have to do a lot, which I think is even more important to him just shining in big moments. He scores the overtime winner. Uh, the Capitals spoil the uh, the banner ceremony, banner night for St. Louis. And you come away from that game saying, wow, Jacob Verana at that center position could play first, second, or third line center, and that team is still very successful. And he's great on the power play. Yeah. Yep. 
anyone from the Blues uh, give you cause for? I mean, it's it's one game, but you can tell a lot about teams from the way they start. Other than the Blues, because they, I don't know if you heard, they were in last place January third. <laughs> oh man, are we still okay? But yeah, maybe that maybe they're doing. Maybe they just had the the. Did the Capitals start? They started off rough, you know. It's just like the, you win the Stanley Cup, you party. It's what you do, and maybe maybe they're chalking it up to we just partied all summer, and yeah, it's a little slow well, start. Knowing Ryan O'Reilly, that's what happened. Uh, I mean, it's still a good. Like I said, it's a really good team that's just going to have a goalie regress because he's a second year goalie. Like that's that's my only take on the Blues. I, I they're probably a playoff team. I don't have them there, but uh, they probably should have won that game. I imagine. Go ahead. Yeah, I I, no. I imagine the amount of times that I downplay Austin Matthews sounds to you like you downplaying Bennington's sophomore season to me. Like I'm pretty sure now I understand how annoying I am about Austin Matthews. I just just want you to know that you know. I mean, way to way to call me annoying without saying it. (laughs) (laughs) There is just something about it that it doesn't sit right with me and. You know, I mean, he's already given up three goals this season. I mean, Jesus, no, I'm just yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. Uh, moving on to our third game of the night, I barely watched a second of this game. Uh, Oilers hosting the Canucks. Everyone knows the Canucks are my sleeper playoff team. Uh, Tanner Pearson gets their uh, opening goal. Drysdale gets a goal to assist for the Oilers. McDavid looked good. I I couldn't have cared less about this game. And it's, I mean, it's upsetting that the Oilers won, but I mean, two teams that no one's going to be paying a ton of attention, attention to other than me on the Canucks. I mean, this was, this was for Canada. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, everyone north of the border was excited to watch this one, Uh, but I am going to have to disagree, man. I'm on this Oilers, this Oilers hype train. I know you could, not care less about them. There's an but, Oilers hype train. Uh, it's if it's a one man train, then climb aboard. But I McDavid said leading up to the opening night that there's a different feel about this Oilers franchise. And words are words, but um, he comes out, scores the game winner. I like. I had you know I had them high in my preview when we did that. We did this summer. I'm I'm sticking to them. I, I think this could be a turnaround season for the Oilers in a big way. I mean, I'll give you this. I don't love management at my apartment complex where I live now. Okay. But if they paid me $12.5 million, I'd say I'd love them too. <laughs> um, so that's Oilers, Canucks, Oilers win 3-2. Uh, the game of the night on opening night. The one we all came to watch. Did you watch the intro? I didn't. I was watching the other games. It I saw you tweet about it. Hold so on. extra. Hold right. on. I'm okay, first on. of I'm all, yeah, no night slander. Uh, it is time. We don't have a sound effect for it yet, but it's time for nightly news. Come on, Maria. Come God, on. She's looking at you. So bad. Uh, it's the nightly news, and we're going to dive right into their opening night game. The Golden Knights dominated the San Jose Sharks at the beginning of their revenge tour. Uh, biggest thing for me is Riley Smith scoring two goals. Uh, if he has a big year, there is no question this is the best team in the West. Yeah, I too was uh, hyped to see Riley Smith score uh, two goals because, well, I mentioned the intro. Uh, they they go through the whole big intro, and for those of you that missed it, they sent the uh, opening night puck to outer space on a weather balloon, and it's like it was like the highest puck drop. In history, it's like a Guinness World Record or something. So that's what Vegas did. But they finalized. What we do in Vegas, we set records. (laughs) Yeah, this intro was so Vegas. I'll tell you what. But they bring the puck out and they're like, "All right, we're gonna complete the puck drop by dropping on ice." And Riley Smith comes to to center ice to do the uh, ceremonial puck drop. And I'm reminded, I'm like, Riley Smith is the captain of this team. Like, I just confuses me all over again. And then he goes out there and scores two goals. So I'm I'm happy with where that. I Warner Knights, or at least pledging allegiance to the Knights and to see their captain go yeah. out there and score like that was good to see. Yeah. I mean, it was a big night for guys who are supposed to have big years. Uh, Mark Stone, one goal, one assist. Mark Andre Fleury looked good. A uh, few concerns. Nate Schmidt, he's going to be out for a while. It sounds like he's week to week. 
with that leg injury. Uh, and Cody Glass scored a goal, which is huge. I mean, that's another rookie. I mean, Luke at Belly Up, he's a big uh, Cody Glass fan. Actually started the Glass for Calder hashtag, which I don't know if I'm completely on board with, but I do like the confidence. This team, uh, they don't need help from like their quote-unquote role players, but if they get it, uh, they're going to be unstoppable. I yeah. mean, this is this is a good Sharks team. Yeah. And they dismantled them on opening night. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about comparing Sharks and Vegas in our later segment. Um, and I believe Maria just fact-checked me. Uh, he is not the captain. Is he? The Vegas Knights don't have a captain. They, that- have three, they have three A's, but, I mean, I assume Riley Smith is the go-to because uh, William Carlson is so quiet. Riley Smith has more experience, and he's, you know, of the three, of that top line, obviously there's no more David Perron. Um, but... It, is it Stone, Smith, and Schmidt? Yeah, I just I could have sworn he had a C on his shoulder, but I must have just been. Must have been for Captain America because he's killing it. But uh, I, I there's just there's so much to look forward to with this team. It's hard. Yeah. And they play the Sharks again tonight. See, here's here's my thing with the Knights. If they come out tonight, and yes, they've only played one game, but they're at San Jose tonight. If it's even remotely similar to their first game. It's bad it's news for be, Sharks fans. Bad it's, news. it's bad news for the Pacific Division, especially Sharks fans. Yeah. And, and who knows? Because goalies goalies can have inexplicably good years, and they can have inexplicably bad years. So Sharks fans are probably looking at Martin Jones, because he was always good up until last decent up until last year. So Sharks fans are probably hoping that was just it. it a year you can't explain and he's going to be back to normal. It's probably pretty unlikely, uh, but that defense is good in front of him. I mean, there's no reason they should be bad and I don't think they're going to be bad, but I mean, you want to at least split the start of the season series with the Knights. And I mean, now is the time to at least make the Knights respect you because if they went for one, three, nothing like they did on a, on Wednesday night, it's going to be a long year in San Jose. Yeah, especially with that. And they did, obviously they didn't have, uh, in my opinion, the best defenseman in the league uh, wasn't in. And he's reportedly supposed to be back in the lineup tonight. So um, it's not a thing. If you if you insert him back in the lineup and nothing changes, it's a big yeah, yikes. especially for all that money. I mean, when you, it, it's, it's funny being so, like, so early in the season. When you look at the players to watch for uh, tonight's game, Marcus Sorensen is in <laughs> player to watch i mean they do have a lot of young guys they're going to be relying on a lot of kids in that bottom six if i if i'm not mistaken uh but they can find their groove and they can they can erase wednesday night with a good performance tonight i don't think that's going to happen uh but you're no longer focusing on vegas if you just come out and beat them tonight. yeah but this is i mean this is gonna be a hell of a season series these two teams hate each other and they legitimately hate each other Yet people don't want to call it a rivalry. Do they really not want to? Who who doesn't want to do that? No, because Vegas has, quote-unquote, no history. Rubbish. Sorry, Canadians fans, that you've missed the playoffs the last two years, but this Vegas team is better than you and has a better rivalry. No 90 seconds today. All right, let's calm it down. Let's calm it down. Yeah, I know. I'm in too good of a mood. Uh, Zach did just break some news, but there's not going to be 90 seconds because I'm I'm happy. It's hockey season. (laughs) Uh, and that is nightly news. Check out their game tonight. You probably won't even have a chance to listen to this before uh, they play the Sharks. Let's move to last night. Last night, there was a bigger slate of games. Last night, we saw some teams that we've been looking for or looking forward to watching. Uh do you want to start with Jets Rangers or did you want to save that for your take later? Uh, I'll save it for my take later. If you've got a game that you want to start okay. on, we can... I want to start on the obvious one. Hurricanes hosted the Montreal Canadiens. Okay. First things first, the storm surge is back. We weren't sure. They debuted it after their big shootout win last night. Big news for Carolina fans. Uh, Other news, Peter Morazic outdueled in the world carry price. What say you about that? You said Peter Morazic outdueled carry price. Yeah, is that you cut in, or cut yeah. Out. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would say, a, I'm not surprised. Um, 
and be it's more of like a not not like I would put money on Mrazic to duel with Carey Price in a given game, but it's it's fifty fifty, and Mrazic just happened to win this one. Um, I will say that Carey Price faced a ton of shots, so uh, that's going to be something that his fans are. Uh, argue heavily on because you know the Canadians are the Canadians There's, you're not going to get a lot of stout defense um on a day-to-day basis so but I, I, I'm never sad to see Carey Price lose a game I'll be honest with you I'm not either especially in the shootout because remember we were told all summer that that's where he's best like no player in the NHL wants to face him in a shootout yeah that must have been why they were all saying he was the best goalie or whatever I, yeah that, I, that's I, basically I what that. it was yeah. uh yeah. so yeah my my team that was going to take the take the biggest step back was the Hurricanes. They come out and get a lot of production from not so well known names, including Walmart and Nikas Nikas. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I wasn't. It's got to be one of those two. I yeah, think. it's got to be one of those two. Uh, I mean, if they're getting production from all four lines, I was wrong. I'll admit it already today. Like I was wrong about the uh, Hurricanes, but I don't think that's going to be a trend with this team, but uh, a lot remains to be seen. I'm just a, hey, anytime the Canadians start 0-1, oh, 0-1, sorry, I forgot, in the ridiculous National Hockey League that they get a point for losing, but whatever. <laughs> um, Penguins drop a big, big opening game with the Buffalo Sabres. It's not big because it's the Sabres, because who cares? It's big because they look like dog shit. They got... They got beat in every phase of the game by the Sabres. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to catch too much of this game, but I noticed that Malkin was the only one who scored. And for all the yeah, drama, rumors, whatever you want to call it, surrounding Malkin and his future on this team is just. It, it was. If I put myself in a Penguins fan shoes, it's depleting to see that that's where your only production comes from in your opening game. Yeah, and from what I saw on Twitter, all the media that was or all the media members that I follow that were at that game and we're in the Penguins locker room, Malkin was basically sounding the alarm without really saying it. Like, he, the, this team already thinks they're in trouble and they're one game in. And I don't know if that's Yikes. Malkin being Malkin because it sounds like the attitude problem is finally presenting itself, but it did not seem like a good environment in that locker room. I, I mean, in other news, Connor Sheary and Casey Middlestad finally – produced for the the Sabres and maybe the Sabres are better than we think, but the Penguins locker room from what I saw on Twitter was a bad place to be after that game. Yeah, that's just not, especially in uh, that division where you're chasing um, like the Capitals. Yeah. And the Hurricanes. It's, not, it's yeah, it's that you do not want to see that this early in the season. So that is definitely something we want to see. Uh, here's the other thing, and I don't think this is very hot takey, but if it is, I'm sorry. Maybe Matt Murray is just not good. I, I, w- I wouldn't be inclined to argue with you right away. So I think that's I think that's fair. I, I mean, he also faced a lot of shots, but. Um, Battle Florida. Lightning, Pummel, Panthers, nothing really surprising there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of goals on Bobrovsky, but I think this team is going to take a little more time to mesh. Vasilevsky did make 35 saves. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Sergachev had three points. I mean, this team's just going to keep rocking. Kucherov scored. Bobrovsky's there for like seven or eight years, something like that. Yeah. He's in no rush to impress anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need to win now. Uh <laughs> Predators dismantled the Wild. We kind of expected it. Uh, Matt Duchesne, three assists in his debut. Pecorine, a whopping 22 saves. Uh, that game went as expected. The Wild do not look good. And the yeah, Wild actually think- led this game at one point, too. <laughs> we could have. I think we could. If we could have, we would have put the Wild below last place in our preview, I think. There's just nothing. And I can't even focus on the team because there's – I mean, if I, if I had to write down every member on their roster, I'd probably only hit 50%. Like, this just this team does nothing for me. I have yeah. no – and, yeah, I'm a Blackhawks fan, so it's not like I'm real interested in, in the wild from a rivalry standpoint. But, but the fans this, are so nice. It's so hard. Yeah, it is. No, I, I literally – I can't find a wild fan to argue with. 
I, right. I'm, yeah. I'm walking around with a shirt that says I'll argue with anybody about anything. And wild fans are like, oh, you know, you need some Tim Hortons. <laughs> uh, and the Predators are good, not great. Uh, Bruins beat the Stars. This is one I was looking out for. I thought the Stars would come in way better. Or not come in. I guess they were hosting the Bruins. Uh, the Bruins suffocated the Stars for 60 full minutes. Yeah, you hot take picked the Stars in that game, I think. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't think it's a revenge tour. Uh, Jackson here at Belly Up, he just wrote an article about the Bruins' revenge tour. I, he, It's a very good article. I just don't subscribe to this being a revenge tour because they're they're close every year. They just don't get to the Stanley Cup final. Like, I guess all of their seasons the last four years have been a revenge tour. But, I, I mean, this is a good Bruins team. We knew that. I didn't think they were this good. I mean, there's a ton of offensive firepower in the Stars, and they bear Rupa Hintz, Heinz scored their only goal. The team was Sagan, Ben, and Pavelski, and Rupa Heinz scored their only goal. Yeah, they kind of just uh, – because they went up 2 nothing in the first, right? I, th- I think I remember – I didn't see too much this game, but I was flipping back and yeah, forth. Yeah, the, the Bruins scored two first-period goals, never scored yeah. again. The Stars scored in the second. Uh, and, but they were never able to generate really any offense. Right, yeah. That's that's why every time I was – because when I was flipping back and forth, and I was just like, I can't I – can't, this game's not interesting enough. And it was to that point, well, A, a I don't like the Bruins, and B, to see the Bruins suffocate somebody else to the point where it's boring hockey to watch, um, I'm just not going to stay tuned. But it's – yeah, it's fr- it's more frustrating for me because of how much I don't like the Bruins. But I'm trying to come around. I'm trying to – you know, I, I gave up my biases towards the teams I like, and I need to get rid of these biases towards the teams I hate. So I'm trying to get rid of it, but – uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think the Bruins, they impressed me more than I thought they were going to impress me. Yeah, for anyone listening, uh, Zach can do that however much he wants. He can get rid of his biases for team he hates. Uh, I will always hate Philadelphia. So there's no, <laughs> like, I'm never getting rid of that bias. And the Bruins are quickly approaching that territory. I do always like to watch these games because I'm always rooting for Tyler Sagan to get the last laugh. Um, this time he didn't. He has scored a hat trick, game-winning goal, all sorts of stuff against the Bruins. Um, are the Bruins going to play angry this year? Yeah, I don't think they're going to play the angriest. I think we know who the most the most fired up team going into the season was. It was the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, but the Bruins and the Bruins are in a tough spot. They're only going to be the second best team in that division, maybe the third. But they know they're going to make the playoffs. They know they're going to play the Leafs. Like the, all they have to do is go out and play, and you know get guys who don't normally score goals to score goals. Like that's there's the goal beyond, beyond winning the Stanley cup. They don't have, like they know they're going to make the playoffs. So I feel like they're in a weird spot and could hit a few lulls this season. But I, I mean, to say they're anything less than the third best team in that division, I think you're insane. Yeah. It seems more of a rinse and repeat than a revenge tour. If I were to. Classify. That's that's a really good way to put that. Actually. I like that. I like that take. Um, this game, I know we both had our eye on the Colorado Avalanche met up with the Calgary Flames last night, five to three in favor of the Avalanche. Miko Ranson in two goals. Landis Cog had an assist. Jonas Donskoy, the addition in the offseason, had two goals. This was not so much of a sizing each other up for the rest of the year, but this was a good look at the Avalanche. They're going to just outscore everyone. They're not too concerned about keeping pucks out of their own net. Yeah, and I'm they outshot the Flames 14 to 3 in the first period. That like you can't it's so hard for, for I think in hockey more than any other sport, it's so hard to make a statement early in the game. Like football, you can do touchdown at pick six and that's a statement. Like basketball 10-0 run statement. But for to, to start a, a period against the team that you just upset last season, eight over one, and I'll shoot them 14 to three was just like the I, number one overall seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, I was just like, what? these Avs are exactly who we thought they were. Yeah, and it looks like they have more depth. I mean, just seeing just seeing Don score, score two goals is is a huge step in the right direction. I mean, they're not going to give up three goals every night. They're not going to score five goals every night. But this is a team much more inclined to win 4-2 than 2 nothing. 
Yep, and and I'm a big Don Scott. I'm so glad you mentioned Don Scott. I liked him when he was on the Sharks. I'm, I was glad he signed with the. Uh, or was he traded? No, he was, he signed with. He signed. Yeah. He signed. I was glad he signed to have. So, and, and he's a huge addition. I mean, it, it was funny. I started hearing his name around the same time I heard Dry's Idol's name, and for a split second, I thought, "Oh, it's gonna be like these two guys." For some reason, maybe it's because they both start with D. But for some reason, like they remind me of each other, and then Drysaddle goes off for fifty goals, and I can see the difference in these two <laughs> players. But I do think Donskoy is a depth piece that they were missing big time last year. I mean, they did not win a lot of games last year. People forget. I think like f- two teams that didn't make the playoffs won more games or the same amount of games as the Avalanche. They had fourteen loser points last year, and that's huge. Yeah, um, they need to win. They need to win games, obviously, for points, blah, blah, blah. Their confidence in the bottom two lines is the biggest. We know what the top six are going to do. We know the defense is good, not great. But, I mean, Grubauer looks good, but this team is just going to score goals from top to bottom. First line through fourth, they're going to put a goal scorer on every single line, uh, and they're just going to wear – I feel like their go-to is going to just wear people down with shots. That's all they're worried about. Yeah, I wonder what... Um, yo, Maria, I got a job for you. I wonder what the most goals scored in an 82-game season is, and I wonder if we can project Colorado to beat it or not. Uh, that's funny you mentioned that. I have a take later that is <laughs> going to shock Cool, me. maybe she'll have that pulled up by the time we get around to that take then. Hopefully. Um, there was one other game that I was this, God, if you were, if you are listening to this and you work for NHL.com, please explain to me why your, why your website sucks. So (laughs) it, it's incredible. Oh, um, just all of them. It's impossible to navigate. There's no, like, I'm trying to look at the schedule and it's either, I can't look at, uh, games that have already been played. Oh. And the only... <laughs> I can change the time zone and I can choose the team. That's my only options. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a joke. Um, the I, I want to talk about the Ducks last night because they surprisingly won a game 2-1 and not won nothing. John Gibson... It, dude's got to win the Vezina this year, right? I mean, it, that's such a, like, a you-earned-it award. And he's got he made 32 saves last night, 970 save percentage for what it's worth. Cam Fowler scored, which is I mean, there's not many goal scorers on that team that might as well come from the blue line. And the Coyotes aren't going to be great this year, but I mean, just to see, just to see John Gibson come out, make 32 saves, and save that team yet again, they're going to be bad. But John Gibson, if I had to make a pick right now. I don't think I picked him in a Luke's article from the summer. He's going to win the Vesna. Yeah, you've. I mean, you've been on the. Honestly, Gibson was never on my radar um, to be. I mean, obviously he's a good goalie, but to be an award-winning goalie, except for how often you talk about him. And so I, yes, I'll back you on that. I think you've been a Gibson guy from the beginning, and the only reason he's on my radar is because of you. But yeah, I would agree. It's impressive to see. I, I just. I'm going to be looking for – I'm going to keep my eyes on him a little bit more than I have in the past. Yeah, and, and we're, we all see. I don't even know – oh, I'm of course, I'm playing him in fantasy. I was trying to – like, he'd be a good fantasy goalie um, because of the way it's set up, and, of course, I'm playing against him. So, Oh, but I'm also playing against Matt Murray, so it'll probably balance out. Um, <laughs> by the way, good on you. I, I saw you set your fantasy lineup. Good on you. I was gonna yep. I was gonna keep you honest this year via the podcast, and I'm I'm really really proud of you. Um, Thank you. Tonight we've got let's let's just do it. Let's get it out of the way. If we're gonna talk Friday games, uh, we've got Leafs Jackets just kicked off. Jets Devils just kicked off. Capitals Islanders just kicked off. The Flyers lost to the or the Flyers beat the Blackhawks in Prague today. Uh, Patrick Kane scored two assists. Michael Raffle scores a ridiculous wraparound goal. I don't. I don't know how he scores a ridiculous wraparound goal when nobody is near him. Uh, and, and connect makes good on his uh, big contract from the summer. It, does this game count? Cause it's in Prague. Like I can ignore this as a Blackhawks, right? 
No, you can't ignore it, and I'll tell you why. Because the only thing better than a weekday game is a weekday day game, which is just like a birthday cake on top of a birthday cake. So, no. It, it uh, must have been like Christmas for you. It was. Honestly, I took my lunch break, watched the beginning of the game. Uh, if you're new this season, uh, Zach prefers weekday hockey to weekend hockey. That's his take. Yeah, and that's all we're going to say. That's all we're going to go into that. Uh <laughs> But you can't forget about it because you are a Blackhawks fan. And yes, you lost and you lost to the Flyers. But uh, Patrick Kane hasn't lost on U.S. soil yet this year. So. There, thank you. I've been looking for a silver lining. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Patrick Kane, still an American hero, hasn't lost on U.S. soil. <laughs> I mean, listen, there were I got to watch bits and pieces of this game because I'm an adult and I was at work. Um, the Flyers, both these teams had defensive woes. And Corey Crawford probably has a lot of cobwebs to shake off right now. I'm not concerned that they lost a game in the Czech Republic to kick off the season against a non-conference opponent. That's what I'll say. Yeah, as all a, jokes aside, I won't. Yeah, as a Blackhawks fan, like, that's what I'm taking solace in. Uh, Alexander Nylander scored. That's a good step forward. The Brinkett, Kane, and Nylander all scored tonight. If you're going to ask me what three Blackhawks need to score all season long – it's probably those three. They just got to shore up defensive issues. Mata has to find some speed or be a healthy scratch. Like, he is so slow. It makes no sense to me. Um, they're still a, a borderline playoff team to me. I nothing, I nothing I saw today, one game in, nothing I saw today makes me reconsider my stance on the Blackhawks. I think they're still a better team than people think they are. They're not world beaters by any sense, but uh, it, I mean, my feelings towards Philly kind of made this a more painful loss than I think it was to the average Blackhawks fan. Um, and we talked about, are they, are they playing, are they playing two out there or is this the only one? Is this is the only one coming back. Um, the Flyers played in Switzerland uh, a couple days ago and that was like their other preseason game. They lost, by the way, to a Swiss national team. So that was great. Uh, the Blackhawks next game is like next week, uh, home to the Sharks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like trying yeah. to find when they have like play six next. days from now. Uh, and we, we talked about <laughs> golden night sharks. That's also tonight. Um, we're going to play three takes. Oh, real quick, real quick, real nice. quick. Before we go into takes, um, yeah. we talked about the Evander Kane suspension before we went live oh. for me. And I know Evander Kane is like a fan favorite everywhere he's played because he's loud and he's tough. And he's, I mean, everybody outside the team he plays for realizes what a fake tough guy he is. Uh, but his suspension was grand. Like everyone who watched that play and said, oh, well, the ref tackled him. That's not why he's suspended. He's suspended because he took a slash at a player and hit the ref. Like, I didn't think that would need explaining, but apparently it did. I saw it all over Twitter that he didn't deserve that ex- suspension. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, I don't know. I, I I saw exactly what you saw too on Twitter. Um, Evander Kane obviously doesn't didn't appeal the suspension, so pretty sure it was explained black and white, like you just explained. He's also it to afraid of Ryan Reeves and knew and, play him twice in the first three games. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay, I'll pass on that. Uh, but you're right. Um, it comes from I. Th- no, I'm just no ninety, no ninety second, no ninety seconds. Um, <laughs> you're right. He's he hits he hits the ref, and we just can't have guys going around, you know, slashing refs and claiming that they were trying to hit a player and getting away from a suspension that way. So, uh, very much agree. I, I think it's granted. I think, I think he'll take his three days. He'll think about it and he'll come back a better man. That's what we Evander all. Evander Kane is only as tough as Justin Applicator. So if you're not sure about Evander Kane, but you know Justin Applicator, they're. Evander Kane is more skilled, but as far as the tough guy mantra, they're the same. And that, and okay. that's not to shit on Justin Alvarez. That's just saying, like he's not very tough. No, no, and no, no neither is no. Evander Kane. All right, three takes. Do you want me to start? <laughs> sure. Right, yeah. So these are they're not bold predictions. They're just like how we were feeling after a couple days. My first one is probably the worst one for you. Um, by the end of the season, we'll be looking at uh, Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews as one and one A. 
There's no doubt about it. We're if we're gonna sit here and talk about the best young players in the game, the best players right now, all that. McDavid and Matthews numbers are gonna blow away Crosby's this year. You can just kind of feel it. That's the way the pens are going, and these two guys are gonna put up numbers because Matthews is gonna stay healthy all year. The other thing is people are gonna start realizing that when we we can sit back and applaud McDavid for being really fast and having a good shot, we also have to acknowledge the fact that yes. His two goals the other night were on beautiful assists. But Austin Matthews has one of the best wrist shots and can take physicality much better than McDavid can. So we're going to finally get to the point where we're going to celebrate what Austin Matthews does best and what Connor McDavid does best because they're so different, but they're both going to have huge years. And I'm not going to, I was tempted to say Austin Matthews is going to win the Hart Trophy, but I, I'm not there yet, um, but I saw I did I saw it on Sportsnet already today. People, are, uh, the conversation is starting. McDavid, Ben Matthews, one one A. I think we're going to be there, no question, at the end of the season. What's your first take? Um. Yeah. Okay, that's a hot take. Uh, hot take. I don't know if it's I can. Take. Uh. Oh, man, I <laughs> Miko Ranton has scored two goals in his opening game, and he played a tougher team. Uh, Anyways, uh, they played the same uh, strength so goalie, friend. by the way. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, my first take is Vegas is we kind of already touched on this, but they are far ahead of San Jose. I think it's like to the point where after like it's a whole tier. Like it's not like a Vegas is still beat. San Jose by 10 points this year, or, or there'll be a two versus a four. It's it's like they are, unless San Jose can fix something, obviously they had they didn't have Eric Carlson, and we touched on that, but it is like Vegas is a one-two seed. San Jose is like a bubble team. Like that's how far apart they got over the offseason. I, I think I'm in love with you, first off. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of break off into my second point while talking about okay. your first point. Okay. My, 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 well, it was my third take, but I'll move it to my second. The Knights are going to win the West by eight plus points, which to some people might not sound like a lot, but winning the conference by eight points is huge. And I think they're going to do it with ease. I almost said 12. I, Especially with how tight that conference was last year. Yeah, but I I think they win the West by eight plus points. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't argue. The with you. only other team, obviously, that could get up there in points is is Colorado. But I mean, these team, I mean, they might be separated by the times that the Knights beat the Avalanche. I mean, that literally might be the only difference in their records. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm completely on board with with your point. I. Th- I don't know if the Knights took a huge step forward or if the Sharks took a step back or if they're both warming up. I mean, we're going to see it tonight, obviously, but that that's not – I, I'm so pissed when you do things like that. You make me seem like I'm going out on a limb and then you come in with perfection. <laughs> what? So well, you pretty much oh, – so, okay, so that was your second take. That was my second take. So what's your second take? So that bridge is perfectly into my second take, and it's that the Avs are exactly who we thought they were. And I know I mentioned that a little bit earlier when we were talking about the Avs-Flames game, but they add, we talked about it all summer that depth was their problem. Going into the offseason, you know, they, they were relying too much on that top line. They come in, then during the, what are they doing this summer? They add depth. It's almost like they're listening to our podcast on a daily basis. They add the depth that they need. They go out there, and then they use that depth to – absolutely dominate much more than the score would indicate the team that they upset last year in the playoffs. This is this abs and you I would agree with you. The Knights, I think win this conference, but their biggest competition. Yes. Is going to be the Colorado avalanche. And these teams, thankfully we're talking about the conference. So we're going to see them play against each other. I think these are going to be, there's not many regular season games that draw a ton of attention in the hockey world because people don't like to watch teams that they're not a fan of in hockey. That's just the way it works. Like NFL fans will tune in for Thursday night and Monday night football, regardless. 
hockey fans are a little bit different. Knights, Avalanche, I'd say most of the hockey community is tuning in this year. Mm-hmm. We don't yep, have we don't have an Eastern Conference matchup that matches it because we know the Lightning are better than the Maple Leafs. We know the Lightning are better than the Capitals and the Bruins. Like, are they better in the playoffs? Remains to be seen. But Knights Avalanche are the two closest to. I mean, shit. the 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 Knights might be eight points ahead of the Avalanche at the end of the year, and the Avs might be ten points ahead of anyone next. <laughs> wow yeah that's that's a while but it could very well could be true so i have a feeling i know what your third take is so i'm gonna start with mine the rangers the new york hockey rangers behind tampa obviously tampa's gonna lead the league in goals by the way uh 446 is the uh 82 game goal record I think for a team, I I got something else. I got I got that was an eighty game season. What do you have? I have the ninety five Penguins at three hundred sixty two as the highest eighty two game. So the Oilers are better in two less games. Yeah, I mean, all those eighties teams scored a million goals. Yeah, I mean, they had eight twenty goal scorers on that team. Since oh five oh six, only three teams have top three hundred. Um, the Capitals yeah, yeah. scored 318, which is only 128 short of Edmonton. Anyway. That Oilers team that, that Oilers team has scored 446 goals. That's 5.6 goals a game. That's insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you scored goals back then, you can't even – there's no argument that anyone today is better than you. I mean, if you played in the 80s, you're, you're automatically enshrined forever. So, fuck. I hate hockey fans. Anyway – um, behind Tampa, the New York Hockey Rangers will have the second most goals in the league this year. Mm, that's you hate that take. I can feel it. I I, I don't hate it. I I dislike it a lot. Uh, no, I, I don't even have time to. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm just gonna say maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe. I mean, okay. Let me let I mean, me go into mine. Did they score the other night? Six. Yeah, six. So okay. they're on pace. To, on they're on pace. To, okay. Yep, they're on pace to destroy the five point six that the Oilers put up in eighty three. But, <laughs> uh, yes, that's. I'm gonna bridge into my third take then and say that the Jets are doing exactly what they can't afford to do if they want to be a good team this year, and that's allow ten goals a game. We, uh, you brought it up. I agree with you. Um. That Hellebuck is a good goalie, but he can't. We can't. You can't expect him to stand on his head every single game. And so, while you're willing to chalk it up to the Rangers are going to outscore every team except Tampa this year, I'm going to chalk it up to the Jets might give up the most goals other than Ottawa this year. Other than Ottawa, yeah. I mean, first of all, Craig Anderson, friend of the show, is insulted. I, that I, that's that's fine. It's nothing against Craig Anderson. That team's just garbage. <laughs> I can I can hop on board with that because because you're right. That's what the Jets could give up more goals than the Senators and still make the playoffs just because of how that team is built right now. I mean, they can they could win five to four 40 times this year, and, that, and that's unheard yeah. of. But yeah. I mean, they have a lot of offense, a good goalie, and bad defense. I mean, that's shit. That's kind of how the Blackhawks are set up, too. I mean, <laughs> as I said out loud, but I mean, I want to like the Jets. I've liked the Jets in the past. I like their players. But I mean, games like that, like, yes, we're one game into the season. Everything has a caveat of we're, we're one game into the season, but that was pathetic. I mean, I did not expect that. I thought the Rangers would win. I didn't think they'd win six to four. Yeah, to, to and for it to be like exactly what you said it was going to be, or what what you said that it couldn't be for the Jets if they wanted to be successful, it's just like because I too, I echo, I I want, I want to root for the Jets. I to be honest, when they moved from Atlanta, I hated them, but I've grown a liking for them over time. I like Patrick Laine. I like Shifley. I like. Everybody, I like Blake Wheeler. I like everybody that they got there, but it's just like, ah, what? It's, 
six to four against the Rangers? Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, don't... listen, the Rangers don't get to play Winnipeg 82 games this season, or else, I mean, I might put them ahead of Tampa. Um, could that have been the best Rangers game in the worst Jets game? Yeah. I mean, these two teams could go in total opposite directions now. Um, but I think the Rangers, you know, they made the right moves in the offseason. We talked about it a million times. Uh, they're going to score a shit ton of goals this year, and the Jets are going to give up a ton. But and my watch list or whatever you want to call it will be monitoring how many – how can I say this? How many games the Jets win when they give up more than three goals? Because they might set – one, set the record for that. Two, I think it will be a good indication of whether or not they're going to get swept in the playoffs if they make it. Because yeah, those are mic. the types of teams – those are the types of teams that lose – early and often in the playoffs is the the six five teams. That's a good advanced stat, hyper stat. I think Jackson would love that. Yeah. No, it's not in black and yellow, so he wouldn't love it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh what are you watching this weekend? Mm, this weekend the Lions are on a bye. So I I'm not gonna lie to you, I would probably still throw a football game or two on. Uh but obviously hockey. We got that for the first time. We can watch that this weekend. So, uh, do you, I mean, are there games that you got your, other than Sharks Knights, which we've pretty much beat Sharks that Knights, horse by now. Um, I like Flames Canucks on Saturday. I also like Blue Stars on Saturday. Sunday, though. Sunday's the big one. Lightning Hurricanes. Yeah, okay. I was wondering, I, I thought you might go Stars Red Wings there. You know, I got my hopes up. No. I, as as self-loathing as I can be, no, that's not my game to watch. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see if the if the Canes come in with as much speed as they did the other night. Because that's how you're going to beat the Lightning. Yes, yeah. it'll be like their third game of the season. But I think the more, I think the, the Hurricanes are going to do a lot to challenge the best teams in the league. But I... I I'll be interested to see if it's enough to beat the best teams. Does that make sense? Or is that too convoluted? No, as, as soon as you said that you were watching the Canes lightning, I almost spit out that speed is the way to beat the lightning. And then you said it. So I'm glad you did. Uh, because I mean, obviously if people got like, we saw what the blue jackets did to the lightning in the first round, but they're beatable. So it's, and it's these, like these, like, well, not the blue jackets as much anymore because of who they are now, but like the hurricanes, the Islanders, like teams like that, those are going to be the teams that beat the lightning. It's not going to be, Boston, Toronto. I mean, they'll beat them every now and then, but it's these these little quirky teams that got their like own little identity that are going to beat the Lightning. Yeah, I, 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 I just I feel so bad for Lightning fans. Like, yeah, they're just gonna they've hear that had the worst last five months of. Any yeah, this is, they're probably so sick of it. But it's true. I mean, the the, the funny thing is, the Blue Jackets haven't con- contributed much to the hockey world since their inception. Um, but the blueprint for how to beat the lightning might be their biggest contribution yet. Because mm-hmm. you're right, the the elite teams won't change their direction based on what other teams did because they're already elite. The mm-hmm. Hurricanes, and maybe even the Islanders you could throw in that category, are now the Islanders aren't fast enough, but they're defensive enough. The Hurricanes can look at what the Blue Jackets did. They can't change the players, but they can change their strategy uh, and I think the Lightning, they're obviously not going to hit the points that they did last year. But as teams start to develop um, a game plan that they know works, I, I don't think they're going to be as much of a shoe in for the President's Trophy as we might think. But that's a big if. Yeah. Um, also, this weekend, I was complaining to you a little bit before uh, off the air, so I didn't. I forgot that I didn't mention it. But my, I have had to wait until. Not even today. It's tomorrow. It's game day four into the season for the Red Wings to play a game. And then they get slapped with a back-to-back. So they play Saturday and Sunday. So um, I'll be watching the, them both days. Aren't they home both games? No, they're, they'll be here at, at, in Nashville oh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And then they're home okay. first. I was going to tell you to quit complaining, but that's fair. Well, I mean, I had to wait till day three, and now I have to wait six days to watch the the Blackhawks again. But – we're not a Red Wings or Blackhawks podcast, which means we get two nights games in the first three days. Yep. Um, did we miss? Did we miss anything? I know we usually do that before. What are you watching? But um, 
Did we miss anything? I don't know that we missed anything. Um, other than all October, you want to let them know what's going on at the uh, the shop? Yes. Uh, we have an incredible – I'm not kidding. I'm proud of our hockey shirts. This These are the coolest shirts and hoodies we've done. Obviously, everyone knows October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and Belly Up Sports has provided a – well, Design Tree in conjunction with Belly Up Sports has provided the coolest breast cancer awareness gear that you can get this October. 50% of all proceeds go to Susan G. Komen uh, Breast Cancer Foundation. Not only that, Design Tree is going to go ahead and match our donation. So go out and get your gear. Uh, the shirts are awesome. I'm I'm partial to the hoodies. I think the hoodies look awesome. Uh, yeah, I agree. I like the donate, hoodies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's for a good cause. We love them. Design Tree loves them. They've been super popular. Uh, I do think we have a limited supply, so go get them now. Uh, but they'll be available shirts and hoodies, four different colors, all October. Uh, so if you're listening to this, go check that out. It's this hits home for a lot of people, a lot of people at Belly Up Sports, and a lot of listeners. Um, we all want to do our part, so this is a good way to do that. Um, you can rep Belly Up while also uh, making a difference in so many people's lives. So go get those now. Uh, if you I need. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I do have one final hockey-related question before we wrap this up. I'll real take quick, it right now. Real quick, and you don't have to go into depth, but I want to know who had the better revenge revenge performance. Was the it? Knights. Was <laughs> They're not even an option. Was it Jacob Truba scoring twice on the Jets, or was it Severine scoring on the Maple Leafs? Oh, I'd say, I'd say Truba only because it was in a win. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, but it, it, and actually, we we can go in depth on that for two seconds. Okay. <laughs> Saverin scoring against the Maple Leafs was hilarious. One because of if you missed it, Austin Matthews did the whole "Who are you?" routine on him in the preseason. Um, but also the reaction from the anti-Toronto media was awesome. Like that was going to put a damper on Austin Matthews' two-goal night. <laughs> was was someone he could not care less about scoring a goal against his team in a losing effort. It, it's hilarious the lengths people will go to to try to diminish this Maple Leafs team. I'm almost becoming a Maple Leafs supporter, not fan, but supporter because I'm so tired of, of 9 out of 10 tweets being anti-Toronto. I just don't get it. Yeah, I'm I'm liking. I, I can level with you there. I'm liking the Leafs more and more. <laughs> I hated them last season too, and that's like the only reason I rooted for the Bruins in the first round. But I'm seeing a lot of the same like anti-Toronto stuff. So I'm I'm coming around to the Leafs. Yeah, if you're in a if you're in a hockey Facebook group, it it's all anti-Leafs all the time. Um, guys, this was obviously a super laid back episode. We are getting into the hockey swing of things. Uh, this is the only week of the season because it's half a week. So you get half the episodes next week. Expect an episode Monday or Tuesday. And then we'll also have our second episode later in the week. Uh, we said it before segments will be broken up into what fits better as far as the NHL schedule, our schedule and my mood, as far as 90 seconds is concerned. <laughs> um, but I mean, two we're we're already over an hour in this podcast. That's how excited. I mean, we've been waiting to I can't even speak. I'm What's so timekeeper. Uh, Why can't you keep us in line? <laughs> God, okay, we, we don't need her walking out. We don't need her walking out mid episode. Yeah, I'm not I'm editing sorry. this. <laughs> um, we we've been so ready for hockey season, and it's finally here. There are already storylines. We're just gonna the content's gonna be unmatched this hockey season. So thank you if you're already with us. We appreciate all the support. Tell your friends. Rates and reviews on Apple Podcasts mean way more than you probably think. They are a huge help to the podcast. So if you haven't already, rate and review uh, only if it's five stars. If it's one star, why are you still listening? I mean, you haven't made it to the end of this episode if you're going to give it a one star. So <laughs> don't even bother. Just, just don't subscribe. Um, if you don't need breast cancer gear, breast cancer awareness gear, and you just need some hockey apparel or pads or a stick, you need to go to hockeyworld.com. Pirani's Hockey World, our presenting sponsor, they, I mean, if you're close enough to one of their stores, I used to live by one in, in Southeast Michigan. 
the stores are incredible and their service is unmatched. You're going to get the same experience online. Go to Prani's Hockey World. Go to Prani's Hockey World. HockeyWorld.com and get all. I mean, if you need used equipment, you can get that at a major discount. If you're a little more elite and you want the best of the best, well, I sound like NBA Twitter with that elite stuff. <laughs> if you want the best of the best, uh, you're only going to get it at HockeyWorld.com. Thank you so much to Prani's Hockey World for continually continuing to support this podcast. Uh, I mentioned the podcast network at Belly of Podcasts. Zach Mack, I'm so glad hockey's back. Me too, man. Me too. You guys can catch us here twice a week for the rest of the season uh, for at Puck Puck Pass Pod, for at Belly Up Zach Mack. I am at Belly Up KJ. We will see you next time. Go Knights. We saw no light. We saw no signal. Be sure to follow your hosts on Twitter at Gearholtz underscore K, at Belly Up Zach Mack, and at Puck Puck Pass Pop.